in our first reading, we hear about the poor lady, the poor widow, who was gathering a few little twigs so that she could make a fire and feed her and her son, after which she was sure they would both surely die because of the famine that had enveloped Israel at that time. But because of her great faith in the prophet, she, her son, and the prophet ate for a whole year. The oil jug did not go dry, nor did the flour cease to exist. The great faith that she had in the prophet and God. In our second reading to the Hebrews, the author is probably writing to the Jewish people who had converted and become followers of Jesus Christ. He describes Christ as being the high priest of the New Testament and his absolute superiority over the priests of the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, each year on the Day of Atonement, the Jewish high priest had to enter the temple and go into the intersection of the temple, the Holy of Holies, and offer blood sacrifice on the Ark of the Covenant. But this was a mere human act to atone for his sins and the sins of all the Jewish people, where Christ, our high priest, offered the perfect sacrifice. He offered himself once and for all times in atonement for the sins of all mankind until the end of time. His sacrifice had an infinite value and atoned for all men's sins. In the gospel today, we hear Jesus say, beware of the scribes who go around in long robes and accept greeting in the marketplace and seats of honor in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets and recite lengthy prayers. They did these actions to draw attention to themselves and to illustrate their great worthiness to the Jewish people and confirmed their holier-than-thou status among the people. They wore long, flowing robes. Why did they do that? They wore, they wore those robes because if they wore those robes, they could not run, or they would trip. They could not work in those robes. We've heard in other places where they tucked, <clears throat> excuse me, they tucked those robes under their garters so that they could do work and they could do other things. It was a sign of a leisured man, a person of honor. 
They sat in the front seats of the synagogues, and on special banquet occasions, they sat next, one on the right and one on the left of the host. These were considered places of high honor. The gospel said they devour the houses of widows. A lone woman in Palestine had very little to no political impact nor even a means to properly support herself. Even so, the scribes and Pharisees convinced poor desolate women of Palestine that it was their sacred duty and great privilege to support the rabbi in comfort, which some of them did either out of respect or out of coercion. In Jerusalem, people gave many types of sacrifice and offering in the temple. The richer the person was, the more that they would offer. In today's gospel, we hear the very short story of the poor widow who gave her all. The widow of today's gospel had very little to give, only two lepens, which means the thin one and it was only worth 1 64th of a day's daily labor. In her extreme poverty, this woman could have excused herself completely from offering anything whatsoever, but she gave not just one, but most two of the small coins, all that she had. This part of the gospel reminded me of an occurrence in my life. As many of you know, my assignment is to bring Holy Communion to the homebound. And sometime, a long time ago, I had just finished bringing Holy Communion to a very elderly and bedbound lady. And as I was leaving her room, I heard her pleading for me to come back. I went back and she nervously reached into her old tattered black purse while saying to me that she did not have much money left over after paying all of her bills and all of her other expenses. But what she had, she wanted to give to me a couple dollars to put into the poor box to help those in need. This precious lady was a true child of Jesus Christ. And in her poverty, she was thinking of those in need. This lady was truly a living example of the love that we heard of in today's gospel parable. Many times, the rich only give out of their surplus. And even for that, they expect to be compensated in one way or another for their contribution. But the poor, on the other hand, give while expecting nothing. And in most cases, get nothing back except, except the blessing that they receive from giving.
charitable contributions bless not only those who receive, but also those who give. There are two measures of value for any gift. The spirit from which it is given, if it is given with a grudge, unwillingly, or for expected prestige or self-display, it loses its blessing. The sacrifice that is involved with the giving of the gift must inter or must require a sacrifice on our part. As we approach the blessed sacrament this morning to receive the Holy Eucharist, remember the depth of love and the degree of pain and suffering that Jesus Christ was willing to endure for us in order that our sins would be forgiven and the gates of heaven would be open to all of us. The woman that I visited in the hospital gave from the depth of her heart and was a perfect example of the spirit with which we should give. Like her, we too must give serious thought to the amount of time, talent, and financial resources we should lovingly, lovingly give, not only to our needy brothers and sisters, but also to our parish, so that through us, our church will continue to grow and prosper and develop as Christ's one true holy and apostolic church here on earth. Amen. <laughs>